Do you want to hear a um a short uh stupid anecdote? I'll tell you. So what happened is I was in like an audio visual store uh and one of the guys was talking to the um uh attendants or the what are you employees and he was yeah and yeah. he was saying um yeah yeah so my uh my friend and I we just uh yeah we just started a podcast and you know it's going really well and um the guy at the store the employee says cool well what do y'all talk about <laughs> and the guy goes everything man we talk about everything <laughs> <laughs> and you just saw the guys, the light, and the guy just kind of drop like, oh boy. <laughs> it's just like, Yikes. the answer is, what do you talk about? And the answer is everything. It's like, yeah, we need more of more of that. Man. We need, yeah, we need more general podcasts about, you know, anything. Yeah. And everything, man. And that, but that's not what this show is. This show is no. the Normal Friends podcast. It's a companion podcast for those of you watching the 1970s children's cartoon, uh, Super Friends. Uh, like any normal person, any normal yep. adult man, you know, any man or woman would do. Or a non-binary person. Yeah, that's, that's why it's called the yeah. Normal Friends. Because recording yourself... Talking about an almost 50-year-old cartoon is the most normal That's behavior. That's normal literally for everyone. A person can yeah. engage in. It is, it is. If you're not doing it, maybe seek counseling to figure out why you are behaving in such an, an abnormal manner. way. Like, you want to you be a healthy person, right? Yeah. You should be doing And it this. also... Uh, if you are not watching this show, you're not my friend. You're my enemy. So you have, listener, you have two choices. Be a normal friend or be an abnormal enemy. That's it. That is that is a binary choice. Uh, and look, you might think, well, maybe I just won't make a choice. But here's the thing. If you're not making a choice, you're really making a choice. And that's to be an abnormal yeah. enemy. You can't sit on the sidelines here. You you have to take yeah, a side. The, and something like this, you, you you can't you can't sit on the sidelines and and just hope that, you know, yeah, you, you just end up on the winning on the winning team. This is this is a fight. This is a fight between the normal forces and the abnormal forces. And Do you understand? Do you understand this is a fight for our country? If if we if we don't fight, we're never going to get our country back. The stakes could not be higher. And you're and you're sitting at home thinking, "Oh, maybe maybe I don't have to choose. Maybe I can just see what other people think about the super friends and I don't have to take part." But you know what? That's selfish. And that is how that's how we lose our country. Yeah. To the forces of of abnormality and enemies that is that's how that's how the 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 minimus and maximus moles of this world take what we value and and throw it to the center of the earth where it's just gonna it's just gonna burn up or get eaten by a weird yellow tentacle monster 
That's and is that what you want? It sounds like it is, but you, it's not what I want. But you know what it is. We're going to get into this episode. We're going to show you why that's not what to do. It's not what they want. No, we're we're performing a service. We're recruiting you to the right side for free. You just got to listen for free for free. Unless unless we find out by this episode that people will pay for it, and then obviously it's not. Free it's not anymore. free. But so sorry if there's an ad. Hopefully, you know, for you. Maybe free, but for us, hopefully, it costs a substantial amount. Of so money. we, our episode today is the metastasized mole. Uh, yeah. Make, what is it, Matt? The 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 mysterious melanomas. Yeah. The uh, the mysterious moles. Myste- the mysterious moles. Uh, and they are Super Friends season one episode thirteen. Thirteen. They're mysterious in not just their motives their qualifications, but also their relationship. And we're definitely going to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Because right off the bat, I don't know why they're together. They seem to hate each other. Indeed they do, except for a single moment. Michael, would you like to give the overview of what happens in this episode? Certainly if you're listening, you've watched as well. But uh, I feel like it would be uh, nice if we recapped it. This is a super weird episode, so yeah, it's good to get our bearings. To take stock of what we all just watched. Yeah. Again, so so we know what we're fighting. It starts out with Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog riding their bikes, taking a, quote, rest break in the middle of Cave County, and while they are there, they notice that a tree and boulder move while they are off following giant chicken tracks uh this is weird they reported the super friends who seem dubious that this actually happened but they check it out also there are missing air conditioning units from different factories and over the course of the episode we find out that mr and mrs maximus mole who are famous spelunkers because of course What's going to bring you fame and fortune more than exploring caves? That that is that is your ticket to international stardom. You they are looking for the quote bottomless cave which feels like something that could not exist on a planet with finite boundaries. But at the bottom of the bottomless cave is what they call Molesville, which has something called walk water that gives trees and rocks the ability to move around of their own accord. They want to take advantage of this to collect all the diamonds that are there in Molesville to presumably get very rich, but in order to keep things alive in Molesville... They need lots of air conditioning units because somehow the creatures of Molesville evolved to live in an environment they can't survive in. It's very strange. Most of the super friends are pretty useless. It turns out that the only the only super friend who does anything of value in this episode is Superman. At the end, the the moles are repentant. And everything is fine. 
they the super friends seal off Molesville and have a picnic. Well put. And that's the end. Well put. Uh, this is so far, I think, the most insane episode. I think you're right. I think you were right. And Again, maybe special uh, Professor Goodfellow's geek is sort of occupies a special place in my heart as one of the most insane hours of television I've ever seen. Of course, but this is this is up there. This is this is a wild ride. The the first thing I want to point out about this episode. So we've got Wendy and Marvin. They are, as you said, taking a rest break, which is one too many words to have it's there. One too many. You pick one of them. Pick one of them. Take a rest. Either works. Ta- not together. Let's take a break to rest or a rest to break. Whatever. They are in Cape County. They're having the 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 bike ride, taking a rest break. And then they have the issue where there's chicken tracks. They see uh, tracks of a giant chicken, which is a detail we don't really need. Uh, the tracks could be anything. Don't Don't give me chicken tracks without delivering me a giant chicken. Massive chicken that Superman will have to kill. Chekhov's chicken tracks. Which you can't you can't introduce the concept of a giant chicken without delivering, delivering it by the a end giant of chicken the, the show. He fries it with his with his heat vision. Wendy cooks food. It it's inevitable. The episode ends with a picnic. They should be eating a giant a chicken. giant chicken. We digress. So there are some arguments initially between. Wendy and Marvin and the super friends, initially they say, mm, doesn't sound like a big deal. This doesn't sound like a national emergency. We're more, we're more concerned about uh, these air conditioners disappearing. Yeah. So the first thing I want to point out is I, I have to give the animators props because one of the elements of this is we see the shack the house, whatever. On yeah. one side, it looks like some kind of cabin. On the other side, it looks like some kind of mechanic shop. Yeah. So whenever they go for the first time, we see this cabin. And on the back, there's just a portion of a white wall. And at first, I said, ugh, the animators. What a shame <laughs> that they were so lazy that they would simply do the the wood texture on one por- portion and just go, oh, well, I assume the other side's white. But no, this was yeah. a clue. This was an intentional Christopher Nolan-type visual clue. And I have to give the animators credit for that because... What they, you know, yeah, I mean, a, a show that the has animators been, of the Super Friends are nothing if not detail oriented. A, a show that has been plagued with continuity errors, situations where Batman's insignia will disappear, or sure. things will just uh, stop moving just randomly. They have, well, as we will see later. You know, Aquaman's mouth doesn't move in a couple of places and does when it shouldn't. It does when it shouldn't. It's weird. And yet, they embedded this tiny little clue that later uh, 
pops in and I have to give the animators credit for that. That was pretty that was pretty cool of them. Yeah. That was pretty cool. But Michael, let's talk about General Wilcox, shall we? Colonel Wilcox. Colonel Wilcox. Uh, the, the, you mean how he has become an entirely different person? <laughs> that that indeed. He different look, different voice, different everything. Uh, he doesn't have those black corner glasses anymore. He's no. de-aged 30 years. He's gone through some changes. I, I don't know what's going on with him. He's gone through some changes. I want this episode to be about whatever has happened to him. Behind this series is a dark dis- dissension of General Wilcox in which... In this situation, I'm assuming if there's they've been experimenting on him while simultaneously demoting him to air conditioner surveillance. Sure. My other thought was maybe as he is falling through the ranks, just career plummeting, free plummeting over, over over these thirteen episodes. I think he's made some sort of deal with the devil or some sort of rogue faction within the government who's doing experiments of, uh, involving age, he's like, hey, if I regain my youthful vitality, maybe I'm going to work my way back up through these ranks. And so he makes this deal uh, for not. Because, as you said, he's on air conditioner duty. He was like the main, you know... He was, he was top. in charge of lots of stuff. He was on before. top. He was at the top. And now, four, four air conditioning units are missing nationwide. Which statistically has to be an insignificant amount of air conditioners missing. Yes. And it's his job to tell the super friends about this. I don't think... What I think is... He... He shouldn't have their number anymore. Um, no. And that this call to them was more of a networking thing. I don't think... Now, I do want to clarify that he does justify the latest air conditioner uh, theft and explains, which listeners, you know, this is... a. Uh, extremely relevant to us today, explains that the, the the latest, most powerful air conditioner powered a government laboratory. And he proceeds to say that there is an epidemic coming up, which yes, indicates... which is wild. That's not, you know, uh, spoiler alert for those listening, I guess, in the past. Uh, we are... Living through one of those, the, and yeah, I want to clarify this. I don't think you know specifically they are coming until they are coming. You know, this, until they happen. This podcast is going to outlive us by two, three hundred years. At which point, at least, at least, which at which point they'll have no idea what we're talking about as far as COVID. They're going to go what? We could we could be the only surviving piece of media. In a few hundred that's years, an, you know? That's entirely Every, possible. Everything future archaeologists will know about our time will come from this podcast. It will be from the Normal Friends podcast, a Super Friends companion. And 
that and and it's concerning to me number one that they are planning an epidemic it's also concerning to me that they so he indicates that they need the air conditioner so that they have purified cool air to do experiments to develop a vaccine and that is implied that back then people took vaccines as we know today they do not they do not because you know they 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 use these vaccines to track you you know fill fill your body with toxic chemicals to erode your freedoms certainly yeah and just yeah just to assert that they're better than you just to say hey and to hurt you with a needle to cause you pain excruciating pain excruciating pain i ironically the the thing that's ironic about this this storyline with the epidemic laboratory is infinitely more consequential than the fucking maleficent moles molesville it that yeah it, it is in the grand scheme of things that is inconsequential to this epidemic la- laboratory it really is hey in the winter time we're having a worldwide epidemic right how how does he know that they i mean you know we knew when covid came up we knew something might develop but i don't think we yeah we pre- knew it was a scheduled thing yeah they knew that Within the next few years, something like that could happen. I feel like Wilcox has a certainty that suggests to me that he is partially responsible for starting this epidemic. That, that's the question that I wanted to ask you, Michael. On what percentage do you think that the epidemic in this episode is what became COVID-19? What percentage chances oh, do you I think, think? I think almost 100%. Okay, I think we're both at 100%. I think, I think the current state of the world is almost entirely on the shoulders of Colonel Wilcox. Of Colonel Wilcox. I think it's possible that the, the, the price for his restored youthful vigor was the creation of COVID-19. He's like, if you restore to whatever whichever you know government shadow cabinet had the ability to restore him he's like if you if you make me what i was i will provide a deadly virus to spread around the world so you can make a vaccine that uh you can use to mind control all the all the sheeple who decide to get vaccinated maybe it's despite the clear warnings from joe rogan maybe 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 certainly joe rogan being one of the podcasts that is as popular as ours yeah maybe covid19 the epidemic was a was a side of it was it, it resulted from whatever procedure gave him youthfulness and he said, hey, I want to be restored. And they said, beware, if we do this, it's going to create a plague. And the deaths of millions will be on your hands 
for your own vanity, which was caused by your own incompetence. And the the Twilight Zone-esque twist to this whole tale is even though he, despite the warnings, ag- agreed to do this, he finds himself on air conditioner duty. Oh, yes. He, he gained nothing from this roll of the dice that has imperiled all of humanity. Well put. So... We the super friends initially don't believe Wendy and Marvin and Wonder Dog. Yeah. Wonder Dog does almost nothing in this episode. Yeah, we don't get any dog charades really. Which I'm very happy about. He, he points at a couple of things, but he doesn't he didn't really do anything. Yeah. Frank Walker was uh he popped in for a couple hours and he left. Wait. Yeah. Well, Frank Welker is also Marvin. That, okay, that's true. So never mind. He probably had he probably had a full day, but he just yeah. he didn't have to. Ha- Which actually, I just had a thought. Do you think because both Marvin and Wonder Dog are Frank Welker that all of the noises Wonder Dog makes are actually Marvin making noises, and everyone else is just humoring him? Yes, we you know. Uh- with the idea that he has a pseudo-communicative dog, but it's really just Marvin displaying a very clear mental illness. I don't know that Wonder Dog actually exists. I think maybe he's a figment of Marvin's imagination, and the super friends humor him, and so we see a depiction. Uh, but yeah. who knows? Who knows? So they they decide that that they believe Wendy and Marvin... Uh, yeah. they investigate the spinning house. They don't know it's spinning at the time. And we have a, a great moment where the, uh, the superheroes save for Superman, who is also on air conditioner duty, walk into yeah. this building and they comment on the fact that it does not look like a garage with a grease pit. Apparently that's something that's in a garage. Yeah. And Wonder Woman makes a comment about the, the bad curtains, which... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. It's Always weird. great to include the implication that women exclusively are concerned about interior de- decorating. Even yeah. even Wonder Woman. It- even Wonder Woman, a uh, one of the Earth's, Earth's most powerful beings... The foremost scientist can't not comment on interior decorating. <laughs> but before that, uh, Wendy and Marvin go back and they unwittingly enter the bottomless cave. Yes. And they stumble upon the moles who are exploring the cave. Uh, Minnie is very abusive to Max. Wonder Dog sneezes. Minimus believes it is... Max, who sneezed, and says that he should have worn his long underwear, and he says he is, even though he is very clearly wearing shorts. Indeed. We could probably have a whole episode analyzing Minnie and Maximus, because their relationship is bizarre. But you're correct. This is the beginning of many interactions, no pun intended, where we question his mental faculties, her motivations, and just why anything's happening at all. 
I, I want to point yeah. out also that something extremely unsettling happens right before this. Or I think maybe okay. it's during this interaction. And that is that they they mention walk water. Yeah. So <laughs> the 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 weirdest, most unsettling joke I've ever heard happens where after they hear this word, Marvin goes, walk water. Uh, I hope that's some kind of foot lotion. And what's her? Wendy laughs at this joke. This is the first, yeah. this is the first time in the history of the series, I think, that he has made a joke and, and Wendy has not said, Marvin, why would you say that? And instead, she uh, laughs. And it's for a non-joke. That's weird. Yeah. I I wonder if... So, the the moles are operating machinery in this cave, right? So, do you think it's a carbon monoxide issue? Yes. I think... Yeah, right? I, I think there has to be some kind of gaseous... It you know toxin there, uh, and maybe that is what started the mole family on their descent into misery. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, the 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 gases have damaged their brains, and now they are just two miserable people searching for. Center of the Earth diamonds. I'm going to skip a bit as well, because this is also related to something. So throughout this episode, Minnie and Maximus... Well, Minnie is... uh, First of all, it is a joke, because Minnie is enormous and Maximus is a frail old man. And at the time, that was the funniest thing anyone's ever thought of. A large woman and and a small man. And they are... Essentially, he's absorbing her abuse throughout this entire thing about stuff that doesn't even, like, matter. They're they're bickering and being angry. Except for the moment they descend into the weird bottomless cave that definitely has a bottom. And... Definitely. It, it, it surely does. We saw it. And she says, Wow. You should be really proud of yourself having discovered this whole place. And he says, I guess, you know, I'm looking upon these wonderful trees. And then immediately she switches back and says, never mind all that. And starts barking at him yet again. (laughs) What was the point? There there was this weird one line where she showed affection for him and immediately went back. What 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 does this tell us? I don't know, and it's been bothering me. Again, I think that speaks to whatever specific brain damage the two of them have. Yeah, and like maybe that was a moment of emotional lucidity for her. Yeah, and then it was gone as soon as it arrived. It disappears. 
I would also like to point out, as they are spelunking down into the bottomless cave at the bottom, she mentions the, quote, Magneto. <laughs> are they allowed to just use that term? So, I mean... That character already existed. That feels like copyright infringement. I, I think that... No, you're right. I mean, X-Men was probably around then. Yeah, it'd been around for like close to 10 years, I imagine, at this point. I think you can just tack an O at the end of a word and it's exempt. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Glacier O or, uh, you know, uh, Chainsaw O, whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, the what I love, what I love, <laughs> what I love about this episode is that yet we we have yet another. So the the Magneto and the card, the drill card that they have, are drill mobile. The drill mobile are two. Episodes on their own. Those are two. Those are two yeah. things that could be their own episodes. Yeah, I feel like they had ideas for like a full twenty-six episode season, and then the studio came back and were like, "Look, we have money for sixteen episodes," and they're like, "Well, shit." And no one. Let's just put all the ideas in this episode. Nobody wanted to give up their own, their ideas. Yeah, so they just put it all here. It had to be. So the, the Super Friends have a couple of, quote, think sessions. And at one point, Aquaman says something. Everyone else's mouths move in this scene. Aquaman's does not. Correct. But later, we see him communicating telepathically with that yellow tentacle monster. And his mouth does move. Yeah. I wonder if they spent so much time and effort planting that white wall Easter egg that we have <laughs> extra continuity errors in this, in this one. They, <laughs> the animators were so busy high-fiving each other yeah. because of the, of the, the wall texture change that they dropped the ball on pretty much everything else. They forgot that. That's what I'm thinking. Cause I agree. Uh, his mouth was not consistent. And if we know one thing about Aquaman, it's his mouth is consistent. Yeah. Anyway. Superman hangs out at the power plant, uh, keeping a lookout for the giant crane copter. And clearly they have him do this because once Superman gets involved with the actual cave stuff, it's over. So they got to keep him out of things by having him hang out on a roof looking out for a crane copter that will never come. Correct. At what point do the rest of the Super Friends go after them? So let's see. When the Super Friends show up they, to the clearing, Max has forgotten to turn the building around. <laughs> this is where... Wonder Woman comments on the terrible curtains. That's right. Uh, at this point, Wendy and Marvin are lost in the cave. A giant bat scared them off of their path. When looking at the, the building, Batman tells Robin not to come unglued. 
which I always enjoy when Batman is dismissive of Robin's feelings. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the Super Friends decide to look in the caves for Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. While they are lost, Marvin has, I think, the only good idea he has ever had. The, wait, <laughs> which one? Whose? Marvin. Marvin has a good idea. He... They they decide they need to follow the 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 cave river, and he makes a boat out of a giant mushroom cap. He does, but the way that he comes upon this idea is um, idiotic. He says, uh, "I get my best ideas from nursery rhymes: rub a dub dub, three men in a tub. Uh, a mushroom cap is not a tub, and it's not. They- and that's also." A tub is not a boat. It's, it's not a boat, and they are not three men. So, uh, he, I mean, it, it, I, I suppose it was a good idea to scoop all the shit out of that. Uh, but, uh, regardless, so, so one thing that also bothers me about that is they don't, I can't remember if they were amazed by the enormous mushroom. I'm sure that they were, but to an extent, but they, it didn't seem like, you know, whenever they finally went into the bottom of the bottomless cave, they seemed amazed, Yeah, but they've already seen the massive mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. The, they get they it. They seemed not that impressed with the giant mushrooms. Also, Wendy brings up the fucking foot thing again. Yeah. Do you think she's trying to make a play for... Marvin to do something with her feet like yes. is that her is that her deal? I, she likes foot play. I think it is, and she's not. She has not had the the uh, she, she uh, the courage to bring it up until this carbon monoxide situation. Yeah, real. It, it's a real shame, you know. Really, you like what you like. Yeah, don't be ashamed <laughs> of your of your of your kinks, you know. Which I, uh, she's not hurting anyone being into foot play, so she should she should have the courage. To admit that to herself. To her, yeah. And whoever her sexual partner might be. Is that Marvin? Maybe. We don't know. I, uh, it seems like maybe she's interested in that with him in this scenario. I don't know if that's a, a carbon monoxide thing or a general thing where she's like, hey, I really want to introduce foot play <laughs> into my relationship with Marvin, but... I'm I'm afraid I'm he's afraid going to, to do it. Me. And this this could, the fact that their relationship is such that she doesn't have the confidence to do that until it's sad. sad. The other thing is the, I think this could also be a factor in uh the mole's relationship. Perhaps he is so happy uh, at being degraded and henpecked and being uh, abused by many because they have th- they've spent time in this in this hole that makes their uh, sexual uh, desires actually uh, apparent. So I, you know, I think there's a lot to <laughs> there's a lot to this theory. I, I mean, I think you could make the argument too that Aquaman also reveals himself to be into bondage. <laughs> Given given what he does yeah. with the, uh, the yellow we, tentacle we, creature. So we have to skip forward because there's a part where the they're in a boat or they're in 
something's trying to get away, and this alien. It, it, I don't know how else to explain it. It's not a. It's a sea creature, uh, and it doesn't have anything to do with any Earth life. With enormous tentacles, no. uh, is, but only two. Only yeah, two tentacles. Two, two tentacles, and so essentially, Aquaman makes a play for him distracting the thing, so it'll take its tentacle and wrap it around him. But I would agree. Yeah. I think he is a slightly too eager uh, to to do this plan when he could just punch it. Yeah. And speaking of punching, again, we're kind of jumping around on this, but that's fine. There's actually kind of very little plot in this episode for all the <laughs> ideas running around in it. So at one point, the the moles sick all of the, the trees and rocks that had previously been friendly onto the super friends. And the super friends like, hey, they've just been misled. We can't fight them. Until at one point they're just like, well, fuck it. We're going to fight them now. <laughs> and there, there is on the screen no real reason for them to make that choice. Correct. They also... Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, they just decide to... They just choose violence. Yeah. The Also, the, the walking trees look like penises and testicles... With palm fronds at the head of the penis. Something that they they do. Something that we've learned about the natural world is that if you ask, if you ask it to do something, it just will. Sure. We've seen this with Aquaman, and we've seen it with the magical cave. They they just ask these trees to do their bidding. Now I know what they're saying is that the the moles are out there looking out for them. That they're they're stealing air conditioners uh, to to cool off a bottomless <laughs> a cave. Uh, but uh, regardless, they seem extremely impressionable. And you just say something, and they'll do it. They they managed to track down where the, whenever the last air conditioner got uh, imported down into the caves, as Michael mentioned. Well, oh, sorry. Well, what turned out not to be an air conditioner they stole this time? It was a generator. Oh, I missed that. That makes every that makes everything <laughs> make sense now. Yeah, because they they the generator is what they need to power all of these air conditioners. Yeah, and drilling equipment and everything. But uh, he he's through because of that he's able to hunt it down, uh, which I think is so funny because he was about to go with them, and he said, "No, I have a, another project that I'm going to do," which is such a great move by Superman. Uh, to to just say no, I'm gonna do my own thing. I exist on a different level than the rest of you. Yeah, you need me more than I need you. Yeah, is essentially what he's saying here. He and he's not wrong. He also has a great zinger where he says, uh, "Was this the one where he says I'm gonna hide here so when the thieves come, they're gonna have a, a new surprise? Me." Yep. Solid well, that's zinger. Earlier when he first arrives there, yeah, yeah it is. Solid zinger. And so, 
the uh, Super Friends are are under attack from all of these dick trees and rocks. And Robin says, if only Superman were here. And like clockwork, uh, he starts drilling down into Molesville. Uh, Aquaman seems surprised that the moles try to escape. <laughs> which is dumb. Because, of course, they have a drill car. Yeah. They try to go up through the, the hole they've drilled. And they they come right back because they ran into something impenetrable. And that something was Superman. Was Superman. Ultimately, he comes it, in. Who, who, yeah, go ahead. It's a, it's a deus ex machina situation. He uh, is able to... To stop everything, you know, they, they, well, they give up. They say, uh, all right, Superman's here. There's nothing else we can do because he'll force us to do yeah. whatever he wants. Yeah. We were equal to the task of thwarting the rest of the Super Friends. Superman by himself? Nope. Throwing in the towel. That's it. Uh, it really makes us question what's the point of this, of this team. Regardless. They ask them, why? Why are you doing this? And they said, essentially, that they found this fantastic underground world that, truthfully, we could use that technology to grow extra large vegetation to solve uh, world hunger if we wanted to. Sure. There's a lot of practical applications for this discovery but what what they ultimately decide is that they want to leave this untouched, and as you said, they these the habitat that they evolved in subterraneously is too hot, and yeah. uh so climate change is atmospheric, correct it does not to my knowledge impact. The heat of the center of the earth. Certainly there's some kind of heat pocket that just so happens to be moving towards it. Who knows? Yeah. Because, yeah, it's already hot down there. Yeah. I mean... But the fact that it is getting hotter should be of concern. it's, It's hot and it's kinky. It's a place that reveals people's inner kinks, which uh, I think is a beautiful thing. It's uh, it's it's you know the hottest situation that we've been in so far. Ultimately, what was great is when they asked them. Well, it, essentially, you know, we've talked about the different villains, where we have villains who are well-meaning, but they're you know they're just uh, misguided. Or they're in, uh, they're in super consequ- you know, uh, what's the word? Circumstances. Their circumstances yeah. are beyond their control. Or they're just thugs who want money or to t- eliminate all of human history. Yeah. These villains are, <laughs> they, they are c- conservationists, essentially. They want to, protect this area and they needed air conditioners to do it. And yeah. what they said, they also, yeah, oh, they're, they're st- so they, when they say, Oh, what we were going to do 
was take these diamonds, because there's diamonds down here too. We're going to take the diamonds and give them to these people for in restitution for taking their uh, air conditioners. And the super friends do not believe it because of Minnie's enormous, angry-looking face. Yeah. She's given no indication that she wants to just keep diamonds and be rich, has she? Um, I guess not, now that she's explained this. At first, it seemed like that is what her motivation was. That she just wants, yeah. When she says, when someone says they just want all the diamonds, it's natural to imply that they just want to be wealthy. But it's entire. I think it's possible, which, I mean, uh, I should watch it again to make sure she doesn't say something about getting rich. I'm not going to do that. So, just... If I try to watch each episode five times. If I'm, just, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. When the Super Friends point out why she has been wrong to do what she's been doing, she immediately goes, oops, yeah, sorry. Like, she's immediately, immediately repentant. Do you remember the reasoning for why they say it's wrong? Um, well, the, yeah, it's uh, you're not supposed to steal something and then pay for it. Is the basic what, premise. What what Wonder Woman says is, that's not how things are done. <laughs> which is which is true. Which uh, what's it's even not, more what's even more important than justice is maintaining the status quo. The status quo it worked so well for for everyone that why would you ever want to change how we do things? Yeah, it's. Uh, I do have a question. Yes. The walk water has the ability to make trees, which have no legs, walk around. Oh my gosh, that's and why it's called it walk water. Rocks, it brings rocks, which are not alive, seemingly to life. We have it, it, formerly inanimate objects that are now ambulatory and appear to have at least some level of awareness. D- could you use the walk water then to restore people who have lost the ability to walk could they be curing paralysis with this walk water michael i'm going to take it a step for, for further could you be using this walk water to resurrect people who have lost the ability to live and create yeah yeah <laughs> and let the dead there walk is. yet again they have essentially discovered the secret to immortality. And there's like, well, let's seal this shit up, give them a vent from Antarctica, and never speak of this place again. Well, hold on, though. It, I, I think that it's possible that this technology could be used to have, you know, to help people who can't walk. But if you put this stuff on a corpse, I don't think you've resurrected them. I think you just have a walking corpse. So I I think he knew that. I think he knew, oh, if everyone had access to this walk water, ultimately we're going to have a zombie apocalypse. And that is, he. they they all put the, the two and two together in their own heads. Do you think somewhere in the Warner Brothers archives, There is a deleted scene from this episode where they try just that. Yes. Where they resurrect a corpse and find that it is just an ambulatory cadaver. (laughs) I think so. 
I also think that might be what's happening in that pan in the epidemic laboratory. Yeah, it's Ooh. it's entirely yeah. possible that these things are connected. They're, they're setting up a zombie apocalypse episode that I don't think ever comes. Yeah, they lost funding or they it got fused into another one. But Michael, <laughs> let's uh let's tell let's say how we would have wrapped this. Well, all right. So before we do that, you're correct. Superman drills into the earth and creates a hole between Antarctica and this little pocket of uh earth under the subterranean pocket of earth. Yes. Which Look, I am not a physicist anymore, but what, uh, I, I, there's no way that that is, I mean, the number one, it, that it'll just freeze over, right? Or two, where does the air go? Yeah. I mean, also, if it's that hot in the center of the earth, I feel like, you're not making that place cooler so much as you are creating a a heat vent to, to heat Antarctica. Melt all the ice in Antarctica. I agree. I th- I think you have hastened global warming considerably. And I think Batman. I think Superman knows what he's doing. I think he's had enough. This this episode has had him. Ha- you know, he's had enough. Or. The kink gas has made him realize that he has sadistic qualities and he wants to inflict pain on the earth. We don't know. We're we're not, you know, we don't know for sure. But what we do know is that after it's all sealed up, once again, Wendy has prepared everyone lunch. And before they can have that lunch, Superman has to do one final thing. Which is to destroy the mole's house. Why? Who knows? Because so it can no longer spin again. They yeah. were, they yeah. Were sp- yeah, they very specifically point out, hey, we're not going to let this house spin anymore. Why? It's not, it's not hurting anything. They, it has were, nothing to do with the entrance to the bottomless cave. It is just it is, a spinning building. It is clearly the a home belonging to that couple who now is going to face justice, which ba- Batman says you'll face a fair trial, which means that they're going to wave forever. And Superman oh, goes, yeah. they, they, they're never going to see another day of freedom. No. And, Super- and Superman goes, well, they won't be needing this and decides to just fly, fly their home away. Just, Let's get rid of this. where where do you, where do you think he's taking that? Because he's, it's not like he tore it down and was like moving the material somewhere. He took it whole from the ground. Yes, flew away with it. He's gonna destroy it somewhere. He's gonna destroy their home just out of anger. Yeah. So if you could wrap this episode up in Act One, if you were in that writers' room so many years ago, how would you do it? I would have Superman get involved immediately because they defeat the moles exactly when Superman gets involved. Before that, they struggle against this weird old couple 
but Superman enters the fray, it's done. So he instead of going off to hang out on that roof, he just he just goes along. It's done immediately. I agree how, with how your assessment. You? And you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm copying you, but I I I believe I agree in the same way, but I would do it a little differently. I would make it so that Superman okay. Superman gets involved once the kids have once Wendy and Marvin have and Wonder Dog have started their descent into the Kink Cave. I think that that yeah. is when Superman should be involved. He should see that crack, use his heat vision, or you know he he picked up a boulder and put it over. I think he should seal it off, yeah. destroy the spinning house, and everyone just moves on, sealing the the Wendy Marvin Wonder Dog and the moles to die of heat exhaustion. And you know what? I think I think that's the best for Wendy Marvin and Wonder Dog as well, because you know, even if they die, they go out amid the ecstasy of an orgiastic foot play scenario, you know? <laughs> yeah. They are they are their kinks they, they they are their kinks are revealed. They indulge them because the weird cave gases give take away their uh, inhibitions. Yeah. So they go out living out their deepest sexual fantasies in a judgment-free zone. I agree. I think and it's would that we all went out in such a such a fashion. It, it's a sexual euthanasia, and isn't that what we could all hope for? In that sense, yeah, it's it's a best case scenario. In that in that sense, I give this episode two out of three foot job. No, I'm not going to give it a foot job. I'm going to give it. <laughs> I'm going to give this one. Um, Let's say I'm going to give it four out of seven tacky curtains. And okay. uh, I give it an above average rating because it really, it really did make us think. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, although, you know, for something with next to no plot, it made us think, and it challenged us as uh, as listeners, which is what all great art does. As was well yeah, it challenged, and and we hope uh, it challenges us as viewers, and we hope we challenge you as as listeners. We hope that when you listen to this podcast, it's extremely challenging to get past my vocal uh, pauses and stuff, and so I want to I want to have a cycle uh, where I do that to you listeners. So I, that's what I give it. Uh, Michael, what would you yep. give it? So I give this, because again, there no, very little plot, but lots of ideas, which I appreciate. I give this nine yellow tentacle monsters out of 13. Because I agree, I, I think it is a better than average episode. 
I I really appreciate at least the fact that it seems to hint at a sex positivity you rarely see in cartoons from the early 1970s. <laughs> that we that we invented. <laughs> and I I hope that listening to this podcast, much like entering the bottomless cave, reveals to our listeners their innermost yeah. sexual desires. Listener, listeners, what I want you to do is, down below, I want you to post a comment that says, just, I want you to reveal what your innermost, the darkest, most secret sexual desire you have. I want to challenge you to to share that. And if it's, you know, something that you are still feel uncomfortable about, what I want you to do is to email it to us with your home address so that we have yeah. it. So that we have and the rest of your contact information. Give us, give us that stuff. You can include any inf- personal information you want, like social security, cr- social number. credit card numbers, bank account, but make sure to include the, the darkest, deepest, most unrevealable thing that you don't feel comfortable sharing. And we'll hold on to that. We'll, we'll keep it. include a video of you engaging in that activity. Yeah. And, well, you know, so we know that it's really something that we helped reveal. Hold up today's newspaper while you are doing it. I think that, so I mean. we know that it is, it is a current... As a, a current, a, a new discovery for you. As Allison Mack taught us, this is how healing begins. <laughs> exactly. And look, if we, if this podcast is is about anything, it's it ab- is about making living life my, oh. in the most Allison Mack way possible. Yes. That's number one. Number two, it's about making money. <laughs> we're in dollar, this dollar bill. We're in this to get rich, and so we want to thank you for listening. What's uh, what's coming up next, Michael? So I believe next is uh, an episode I've I've uh, really uh, been looking forward to, ba- based on the title, because. It is Gulliver's Gigantic Goof. And with that, I will sust- I will abstain from making my prediction of what next week is going to be. I think it's going to be a pretty magical experience. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night, and have a normal evening.